Hello and welcome to another episode of Marketing Tech Conversations between Dorei Todla and uh, Praveen Shekhar. And this is part three of what we've been talking about in terms of competitive intelligence, but then a segue into technology intelligence. And today we hope to cover the process of technology intelligence. And uh, Dorei, as you know, is a tech geek, a teacher, uh, and a whole lot of things. And what he also does as a preparation for our conversation is keeps sending across links and different points for us to, to read and work with. Now, Dorei, thank you for Hedgy Insights blog and a few other articles that you sent across. And I come from a background of marketing and market research. And because we're going to talk about the process of technology intelligence, I don't see it too different from what we do in the world of market research, which is we have an objective and based on that, we go ahead and collect data, either secondary data or primary data. We analyze and work on it all specific to the objective, come up with the findings, make a report. In some cases, the insights lead into action, which have a variety of aspects, but I'm sure you're gonna be sharing some statistics where what we do is just blown up in a completely different aspect with multiple, well, big data, that word does come in, but there are several sources that they would need to look at from a technology landscape perspective. Now, that is my understanding of the process. How near or uh, far am I from whatever I said? And I am, of course, putting on the hat on my bald head of uh, that of a layperson, Dari, and pass it back to you. Okay, hi Praveen and hi everyone. Um, <laughs> so this is uh, it's kind of an interesting one. Uh, you, what you said is exactly right at a very abstract level, right? The same thing can apply to market research and can apply to business intelligence or competitive intelligence and competitor intelligence. All at a the level of details change uh, in each one of those things. And so let us talk about I. I know that we informally agreed on, we'll talk about the process, but the, when I hear the term process, it puts me to sleep when I said, <laughs> but there are a lot of people who swear by process. You have to have a process. Otherwise, yeah, agreed. You need to have something that is repeatable kind of thing. Um, the interesting thing is the amount of fluctuation uh, between same two process. So I'll broadly put it into like three or four buckets. Uh, say, first of all, you need to find the sources, right? And you know, in market research, you have secondary sources and then primary sources. Yes. Sometimes they have interactions, like a secondary source will lead to some primary source and some primary source will lead to some secondary sources kind of thing, right, for market data. So same thing is true. You start with a few set of sources and uh, we'll, we'll elaborate that a little bit. And then you start monitoring the sources and, um, and then you kind of validate the sources and maybe rank them Kind of mentally not very strict ranking but you know that this source is closer to the um, space that you're talking about than some other source for example like uh, a cto or a ceo working on a startup that is actually building a, an artificial intelligence application right. is much closer uh, to the space than a journalist writing about that application through uh, you know, uh, an interview process, for example. They bring an entirely different angle, but both of them are sources. You're going to get data from both of them uh, for doing it. Um, so once you decide on sources, you start finding, find, gathering the data from the source. And there are a wide variety of sources. I think we talked about a diagram like a couple of days ago on 
all the web sources of information right and so we will we'll not go back to the diagram but we'll talk informally about uh, what is a good source then we monitor the constantly monitor the source and then you'll find out in monitoring the sources that some data changes some some of them generate data constantly and some of them are fairly static and there are the companies that have not changed their website for 20 years um and are uh, you know not written not done anything major so so you kind of figure out okay it's not necessary for me to just go and start looking at them fairly frequently start reducing the frequency somewhat like what the google search algorithm does mm-hmm. if google has to visit your page again and again and again and again you need to have fresh content again and again and again so you know you'll start saying okay i don't have fresh content okay i'm going to come a little less frequently and a little less frequently in, you know that it's a known algorithm in the industry so you monitor the sources and then you monitor the changes um, and i'll i'll get less abstract about it when we take an example and run through the whole right thing. and then um, once you get gather the data and you also gather some amount of uh, time series data in the sense that okay this is what is happening you know at a regular intervals kind of thing for example <clears throat> not necessarily from the same source but also how the information hops across different sources let us say that you know there is a um, you know we talked earlier about the velocity of propagation right yes um, if the and we talked about um, you know uh, tiktok or clubhouse yesterday kind of stuff and they it this sometimes because of the internet spreads very fast but some information doesn't spread it takes long time to spread it takes a while um so what are the slow moving items in and what are the like fast moving items which grabs people's attention mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and so so you track the frequency and the velocity uh, and the uh, and the volume of content change for example so you you look at them and then you start drawing inferences uh, saying okay you know um, you draw start drawing inferences in a wide variety of right. so what this process is not like a straight flow it's kind of recursive in the sense mm. that as i'm monitoring for example let's say i start reading a blog post of somebody who came up uh, as an expert and then start uh, writing about uh, artificial intelligence in education <clears throat> and then you start reading this post and then they start doing references to others and then you start going to those references and then finding out and finding out that some of these references were old they have been blogging for 20 years earlier than this person but they are blogging about an entirely different aspect of education you know learning theory and this and that and that kind of thing styles of learning and mental models and all that kind of stuff so you start getting those kinds of information so you discover some new sources and you take and mm-hmm. add them to the list of your sources now you start monitoring that source those sources too right so so it's kind of a interesting process where you go through the steps and then you come back to the previous step because of something that you gain uh, that is one way is the references the other way is gaps you find this and said hey there is this big missing gap that nobody is talking about why mm-hmm. is that um uh, and uh, and i'll tell you one interesting concept about the missing nothing concept right a favorite of mine uh, i don't know whether i talked to you about it before no no you haven't <laughs> uh, so uh, there are um, so once we start fighting gaps why isn't anybody talking about the ethics in ai 
why is why is everybody taking whatever the recommendation being given as gospel truth and i mean why are they taking these predictions and just acting on them or are they, they are they really taking all these things or right. if they are not then what else are they doing what are they doing with these predictions and so i i remember this is almost like 20 years ago when i demonstrated my product first saying very excited and saying oh you know this page we monitor web pages i monitor 300 web pages and every day i get like the one alert with 30 40 changes i look at it i know what is happening in the industry he said great i said after that what and i said okay you got all this stuff <laughs> we finished all that so after that what are you doing with this kind of thing all right I said, yeah, you know, what after that? What? And you, you need to start thinking about what are you going to do? And then when you say after that, what gives you a new set of requirements to go back and say, right. hey, hey, let me and, go find the source. And Dore, I would relate it to. Um, we used a social media company for a couple of conferences uh, for an association that both of us are also a part of. Yeah. And the report came that there are three million eyeballs, etc., etc., etc. Well. how many came in to buy the ticket how many even visited the website there was no correlation there's just a whole lot of information that probably affects the vanity but doesn't uh, touch the top line or bottom line Correct. so this is exactly how i would look at that there's so much information that we get stuck in it and yeah. uh, taking a bit from the hitchy insights blog that you share that yeah. information has to get converted into actionable intelligence yeah and if that is not there then what's the Correct. point and back Correct. to you here correct so not all of it gets converted right it's a, you know it's it's a sometimes you don't even find the kind of thing you are looking for in the information but in the connections between this information like for example you suddenly say that company x uh, bought from company y or company x made this company y a partner and then you start looking how did company x and company y ever meet uh, they are in different industries they are dissing sales guys and, what is going on then you suddenly find out they share a board member you know the some dude sitting on the board of both these companies and who might have just suggested hey you know have you looked at this company that i am on the board of um, maybe you know there is some synergy maybe you should so there are so the connections are many and they are semantic connections in the sense that they are not like okay i link to your website you link to my website kind of stuff not at that level but much more than saying that hey you know there are these gaps in my product and you know jeffrey more i have to keep bringing him back is the yes. whole whole <laughs> product concept you know how do you go from your product to your <clears throat> whole product kind of stuff and then you start finding all the complementary products around it that gives customer the experience that they want which is what they're looking for and you know selling them just an isolated piece of doing this kind of stuff and that's the reason like why electric vehicles will not uh, come and become popular unless you have the infrastructure to charge them all over right. the place and right and, you know th- those kinds of things so what do you invest in you know uh, to I, i i i can i can relate to it because i uh, invested in an electric scooter the ather i love it except there's always this fear of hey what will happen if i run out of charge you know because there are fewer points of course they are working on it but it still isn't a movement from what you say correct yeah so uh, there is um, so these two things that i said i'll talk to you about is uh, the gap business right so right. the concept of missing nothing is um, what what do you think happened before the concept zero concept of zero was invented right nothing 
it was a nothing but everybody was missing something imagine yes. writing all the numbers we can write in roman numerals so it's inadequate it was good up to certain point but right. beyond that you can so somebody came and said hey there is there is something between negative and positive there has to be some little thing called zero you know and i think the concept of zero is much more than that but you know zero and the, the moment he said zero oh it fell everything fell into place <laughs> and and then the positional notation i mean the everything became you know uh, so that is one missing nothing the other missing nothing and always get confused between uh, this uranus the discovery of a planet right pluto uh, and nobody saw it but somebody felt the gravitational pull ah and some dude came and said you know this is happening consistently in this orbit so there has to be something in this space let's go look for it and then look for it and then found it for example you know i may be getting my planets mixed up but you know yeah. that's a missing nothing it's not a it's a, it's, a, it's a missing nothing no, no, I, i i have a segue to add here dorey when my daughter was younger and uh, they were curious she came and asked uh, is there another world uh, mm-hmm. i don't believe there is another world etc then i said uh, mm-hmm. she was familiar with using ipad and computer so if you don't want a file what you do i delete it mm-hmm. where does it go it goes to the uh, bin okay remove from the bin where does it go mm-hmm. i don't know so maybe there is we don't know <laughs> but <laughs> like the data mm-hmm. you never know the missing nothing concept lovely yeah, lovely okay. Yeah. so it, when you delete from the bin it becomes energy it goes <laughs> matter gets converted into energy so yeah you're right so it's i think these are these are interesting um, gaps i think these gaps give you some ideas and the gaps come about when you start using product but let's get back to the flow business so right. the discovery is um, so how do you find and this goes back to our influencers talk earlier so if i want to you know do higher ed you know like uh, education and and everybody knows education <clears throat> is going to change in some way maybe yes. at a very slow pace at you know you know the colleges and schools will still be there because there is a need for them because people are going crazy sitting at home so there will be need for these buildings and the social spaces kind of thing but their their function may change for example and if the because having think about a teacher having 20 40 students sitting in a class half of them sleeping or maybe 75% of them sleeping and two or three play people playing games and only some three people hardly trying to listen in front row can be very disheartening for somebody who is delivering a lecture right on the on zoom it does, i don't really care because there is a static <laughs> picture that somehow makes me feel as if there is a student present there only and they are also muted so only sometimes when you say hey praveen praveen two three times that the person wakes up and says yeah yeah i am there i was trying to unmute my my mic was on mute <laughs> so so it's it maybe and you know they and they figured out everything you can get from the internet so teacher is more like a guide and you know somebody who can answer all the questions and you can for self learners and that kind of stuff so maybe it will shift it will change kind of thing Uh, but why do you get clues for this change so you look at all the issues of remote learning look at all engagement metrics and there's a whole bunch of learning analytics and then you start getting all these kinds of things and then you start so why do you gather the data so first you start with some influencers and say what they say 
about the future of education so that's always a nice google search to do anything you want to know the future of x um the future of x is y is uh, the other popular thing is that what is going to be the future of education and then there are a bunch of futurists who are sitting and thinking about it you know what will happen if uh, you know um, if you move to mars for example you can't export all these teachers and what happens to those kids there you know teachers parents are to be teachers kind of thing but that's too far away but let us look at a near future what happens um and when you start thinking about this you come up with these ideas that are applicable to even today's mm-hmm. problems right you know what is the biggest problem in uh, remote education right now uh, other than the infrastructure and all that sort of stuff the inequity right i mean there is the current system of education requires you to have a device that is connected yes. to the internet and you are supposed to have the certain amount of speed Mm-hmm. and i had classes where two of the students would not send send in exercises saying sir we don't have anything we are listening to you through mobile devices i can't type the code and send it from there because right. you know i can't test it here for example so what do you do with them and they don't have laptops at home so that gives a new meaning to the infrastructure as to what students need to have if you shift to this mode of education norm so this, there is this problem of haves and have not come so you start identifying all these kind and then you also start identifying this system is not perfect because it has got all these mm-hmm. and these gaps are opportunities or gaps or you know or barriers to entry or you know challenges for you to go into the next step kind of thing so the monitoring is in fact there is one diagram in which i saw is uh, gather data monitor 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 that's that's the next 10 steps of the process uh you know and that that is true with the uh, traffic uh, you know like uh, you know satellite uh, you know basically gps monitoring mm-hmm. devices why are there clusters of traffic here and all that kind of stuff and all so that is uh, that's one thing i think the large amounts of data that you get is mm-hmm. uh, there are many prob- many ways in which the data can be handled one is that data can be segmented and all data right. is not relevant so you create so each model you create looks at one slice of the data for example um so if i take uh, in a smart city i look at the data from all the corners i am definitely going to be inundated right but if i look at hey the traffic data the consumption energy consumption data and they're kind of dependent but the dependency is not as crucial as you know like what we are only know that if a couple of traffic lights go out and this place is going to be a mess in terms of traffic right, right. so See, yeah i i, I get it um, clearly the right and i'm just trying to equate it to uh, business here again from hci um, insights that um, from all the technology information that is available how marketing and sales teams are doing territory planning how they are figuring out whom to contact one is of course the market sizing that is there however good or bad they use the data to go ahead and figure out and once the territory is done uh, through the entire process they are able to figure out what is the potential budget and what is the spend likely to be and therefore whom should i go ahead with now when we relate back to the gaps and the processes that you're talking about and uh, uh, also in, in in terms of the information hops across sources and especially in technology Uh, intelligence there are several such parts that you have to connect the dots 
Correct. How do we connect the dots? So the thing is this, right? Like, um, uh, when do you know when a technology is matured and has arrived? Like, so let us take the uh, innovators, early adopters, late adopters, and and then we'll forget about All the right. majority and the laggards uh, later, right? So what do these? So take let's one example. What do these innovators read? Where do they hang out? What do these early majority read? Where do mm-hmm. they hang out? Where are these like you know um, the late majority, right? Are the 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 massive larger number of users do? So if you take that, so these guys the in in the tech world, for example, the early majority are hacker news, um, you know, tech meme, uh, a, a whole bunch of these things, right? In the current generation, of course. Gets it from Instagram and all that all right. kind of stuff, and so, so that is the, the next one will be getting a lot of information from uh, referential information from their uh, associations, like Skip we talked about, right? Society of Competitive Intelligence. You, what is your trade association? What is mm-hmm. your uh, in your industry kind of thing? So they, in addition to getting information, but they all they tend to read, let's say, Business Week, and uh, you know. Um, Uh, Inc. magazine or Fortune or I mean, right. some, some of those kinds. Of <clears throat> Then you go to the next level. They they read New York Times or Washington Post or Globe. So if you see a product being covered in one of these little magazines, then hopping into a Business Week or a Time kind of thing, and hopping into Yahoo News, Microsoft News, Google News, that kind of thing, and then hopping into uh, New York Times, you arrive. If there's a column about you in New York Times, it gets a very, very different. You know, this is in the US. But I, I, I love it that all our conversations uh, end up coming back to this influencer in various forms. Here, in this case, uh, the influencer is an innovator, um, yeah. early adopter. But I yeah. love it that it keeps going back to to that. But uh, please continue. Yeah, yeah. There are various types of influ- influencers, yes. right? You you use the time, you know, micro influencers, which is awesome yes. because. I think micro influencer. So I'm likely to listen to my neighbor uh, or my closest contact friends or inner circle for certain advice that I can trust. Okay, however much I like uh, some hero, I'm not going to listen to take, you know, Shah Rukh Khan's recommendation of uh, you know, what car I should buy next is not relevant to me. <laughs> I I can't afford. So yes. he's appearing in some advertisement. Of some car, I said, "Man, okay, fine. You know, like he got paid for it, or you know, that car I can't afford, for example. But if there is a my you come, actually, you are also a little too above my pay grade <laughs> kind of thing. But uh, let's say that. So, so you you relate, right? And I say, okay, he has taken the decision, and he is very similar to me in personality kind of stuff. And then, so micro influencers tend to be very closely attached to. So in that hub." <clears throat> draw a network diagram you see these little hubs and little spokes you guys are clustered fairly quickly you know like all of us live in adrr in chennai or uh, in this industry or all members right. of tie or so there are all these connection spots where we are all peers in tie chennai right so for example um, we listen to each other and have conversations because we are all doing the same thing to some extent not different businesses but in the same communities helping same types of people kind of thing so yeah it but in at some level previously be, before internet 
you know the, who the gatekeepers were the editors of the magazines and the journalists yes yeah just to get in front of them was like you know on vcs imagine vcs you there's no way you can you can tweet them and you know no way you know twitter has changed that you know yes. internet has changed that internet has changed access web 2.0 has changed the, the interaction model uh, you know you can follow anybody on linkedin you can send in a request right. to follow um you can send a message uh you know and you know if it is nicely worded interesting and something relevant to that what that person is doing so which also means that you need to study them so let us yes. take, take the technology intelligence to a slightly different level right there's so much for others like there's a people in business right so if we both share the same passion in a technology mm-hmm. um you know we um we're more likely to be uh talking have opinions about the direction of the technology or right. the uses of the technology and then we'll get into conversations and these are twitter threads now right or they are reddit subreddit co- uh, conversations you know that 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 are taking place so in the kind of magazines that i talked about earlier i missed out some very influential magazines like wired uh mit has a emerging tech uh, mm. so the and then you go into a little more professional engineers they're all like the ieee uh, magazines and those kinds of things and you know it's a kind of academic plus plus um industry kind of stuff and so that's where people will look for information so you have to be mm-hmm. you have to be visible there in all those right and they all provide you as to what they publish what are the topics conferences in your um space conferences always and they do a lot of research on what are the most popular topics to attract people to attend the conferences mm-hmm. to find the speakers <clears throat> they have already done all that work so you can just go there and send hey who are the speakers in the conference what is the bios of these speakers which companies do they work for where are which are the companies they are associated with you know where is their presence in the web you know some of them may be on twitter and uh linkedin uh, and some of them may not be but it doesn't matter like you tend that academics academicians tend not to be on any of these social media but they are right. they hang out in an entirely different space so beautiful so a uh, whole bunch here um we did miss out uh, speaking about artifacts but we'll come to it in the next part yeah. one source leading to the next the info hops across sources what are the gaps the missing nothing um inside in between the gaps what do they share how do they share connecting it back to our innovators influencers as a part of the process so dore let's um, continue our conversation tomorrow where i am pretty certain you're going to be mixing process innovators the missing nothing and uh, some tools yeah so so i'll just give you one keyword uh, of artifact knowledge graph and then chew on it there's enough for you to go and research <laughs> ask me more questions lovely knowledge graph well here we come tomorrow with uh, another conversation between dorai and praveen martech 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 thank you dorai thanks praveen it was fun yeah